This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Monday. Weed. Don't mind if I do, actually, RB. Thank you for reminding me. I'm I am not high enough for this shit. Couple of programming notes. Now I did tell everybody it's possible that I would not be on the air tonight. Tropical depression Ida is making its way through my area. As you can tell, I've got the doors open. It feels really good here. It was like 90 degrees yesterday. It's like 75 today. The temperature has dropped. We're waiting. Like it's it's sprinkling a little bit here, but like the hard stuff is supposed to move through in a couple hours. So I might go a little bit short tonight. So I can go and shelter in place for the tornadoes. We're going to move through the area here later tonight. Possibly, possibly. I've been getting alerts on my phone for hours now. It's looked like this ominous, dark, all fucking day here. It it looked like that last night when we were on. I thought I was going to start to get some storms now. My friends back home in eastern Kentucky, they're seeing flash flooding. They already have gotten soaked by some of the rain that's on the outside of the... Here, let me... I'll give you the... Look, yeah, 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 we we have completed the mission in Afghanistan. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit. Plus a Marine has been relieved of his duty after a rant he went on. I wonder if it was in his truck with, you know, sunglasses on. So this is the remnants of Ida. This is like the, the bands of rain hitting Middle Tennessee and into Kentucky. Which already got hit last week by the weather. Off of the, it was a tropical depression. I don't think it ever ever made hurricane. But fuck, flooding across the country. Plus the wildfires are still raging in California. We have a wild video of somebody playing violin as they're waiting to be evacuated. Plus, we're going to listen to a voicemail sent to a Republican Iowa representative. The ride is losing their minds over. Oh, fuck. We have a new variant that has emerged in South Africa. We're going to talk about that. A tale of two senators from Kentucky. Rand Paul. Talking about how it's, uh, it's the media's hatred of Trump. That is stopping them from researching ivermectin, the horse paste, and uh, hydrochloroquine. But then McConnell says kind of the opposite of what Rand Paul says. For all the things that you can accuse Mitch McConnell of, he, he's not a dumb man, at least. We're going to hear from Dan Crenshaw. You know what I'm, I have to say about Dan Crenshaw? I would give anything to piss in his open eye hole. Sparkles was here. She'd be like, give me that eye pussy. 
Piss. Piss in his open eye hole. I would give anything to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. And I did that when Sparkles was here one time, and she was like, is that what it really looks like? I'm like, no, it's just, it's just like my guesstimation of what it looks like under his eye. <laughs> oh, God, I need to make some, some, some more of those. I haven't updated my different stingers in a while. Fucking Curiouser suggested that I change, like, the Rudy one from, like, the, the ding, the glint... So, like him farting. You think we're stupid? You think we're fools? I should, since he farted on what was was it? Jenna Ellis? Is that who he farted on? I don't even remember now. So much shit has happened since fucking November, December of last year feels like a lifetime ago. Holy fuck! That was so fucking long ago. Yet, yet, not that long ago at all. Just a few months back. <coughs> I tried to, I tried to pause. Sorry, I tried to mute myself. Where I went on my coughing fit. As I was sitting here getting ready to go on, I'm like, I've got something, I've got a noise, I don't know what it is, but turns out it was just like the crickets back here because I have the doors open. Not used to that. Oh, look, I might be high enough for this shit now. I've had to go easy the last few days because of the sickness. Last U.S. troops leave Afghanistan, ending the United States' longest war. Fucking finally! After nearly 20 years, the last U.S. troops have left Afghanistan, concluding the United States' longest war and the largest non-combatant evacuation mission in U.S. history. Marine General Frank McKenzie, commander of the U.S. Central Command, announced the completion of the U.S. military's withdrawal from Afghanistan at the Pentagon on Monday afternoon. Tonight's withdrawal signifies both the end of the military component of the evacuation, but also the end of the nearly 20-year mission that began in Afghanistan shortly after September 11th. McKenzie said, it's a mission that brought Osama bin Laden to a just end, along with many of his al-Qaeda conspirators. It was not a cheap mission. That is an understatement, he continued. The cost was at 2,461 U.S. service members and civilians and more than 20,000 injured. Man, he really didn't want to say the number of civilians that were killed, did he? Find out that number, shall we? And we're going to get like an estimate, uh, an estimate. Over 47,245 on Wikipedia. 
66,000 to 69,000 Afghan military and police, more than 51,000 Taliban fighters. I dispute. I would assume this is probably the official Pentagon number. Got some liberating to do. Have we gone back yet? It's amazing. They tried their fucking best. Oh my god. These war hawks were all over the media. Including this Marine. Uh, he was an officer. I don't know what his rank was. He, he, he was. He was an officer. He is no longer an officer. Because of a video that he posted... Marine officer demanding accountability from senior military officials. Oh, I thought that was going to be another rant about Biden. I mean, if you're ranting about senior military officials, I might be able to get behind this. Let's see. Let's see what you have to say, Stuart Scheller. Shall we? My name is Lieutenant Colonel Stu Scheller, United States Marine Corps. I'm the current battalion commander for Advanced Infantry Training Battalion. I've been in the Marine Infantry for 17 years. Started my tour with Victor 1-8. It's the current unit that's doing perimeter security, dealing with the mess that's going on there. I, you can see open source reporting that there was an explosion and some people were killed. I know through my inside channels that one of those people that were killed was a someone that I have a personal relationship with. I would like to point out that many of the civilians killed in that attack were killed by the U.S. military. I would also like to point out that we drone striked a suspected suicide bomber and we killed a number of children at least a handful we won't go into more details because the families are still being notified not making this video because um, it's you know potentially an emotional time making it because I have a growing discontent and contempt for my perceived ineptitude at the foreign policy level and I want to specifically ask some questions to some of my senior leaders. And I'll say, as a person that's not at 20 years, um, I feel like I have a lot to lose. If you play chess, you can only see two to three moves out because there's too many variables. I thought through if, if I post this video, what might happen to me, especially if the video picks up traction. If I have it did. Posted, and you got fired. What you believe Spoiler in. Spoiler alert. Be defined by what you're willing to risk. So if I'm willing to risk my current battalion commander's seat, my retirement, my family's stability to say some of the things that I want to say, I think it gives me some Bravo. high ground to there demand you go. the same honesty, integrity, accountability from my senior leaders. And so I want to start with, we'll just use the Marine Corps, my, we'll just stick with the Marine Corps. So in the current fallout of Afghanistan, a lot of Marines were posting on social media and in response to that, the Commandant published a letter, which is the service chief of the Marine Corps. And I want to read from it. It was dated 18 August, so only a week ago. The Commandant, sir, you wrote, some of you may be struggling with a simple question. Was it all worth it? We want you to know that your service is meaningful, powerful, and important. You fought for the Marine to your left and the Marine to your right. You never let them down. And then you go on to say that you know, if we're, we're struggling, we should, we should seek counseling, which, you know, I get it. People have killed people. Um, 
I've killed people and I, and I seek counseling um, and that's fine. There's a time and place for that. But the reason people are so upset on social media right now is not because the Marine on the battlefield let someone down. That service member has always rose to the occasion and done extraordinary things. People are upset because their senior leaders let them down and none of them are raising Truth. their hands and accepting accountability or saying, we messed this up. If an 05 battalion commander has uh, the simplest live fire incident EO complaint, boom, fired. But we have a secretary of defense that testified to Congress in May that the Afghan National Security Force could withstand the Taliban advance. We have chairmen of Joint Chief, who the commandant is a member of that, who's supposed to advise on military policy. We have a Marine combatant commander. All of these people are supposed to advise. And I'm not saying we've got to be in the in Afghanistan forever, but I am saying... Did any of you throw your rank on the table and say, hey, it's a bad idea to evacuate Bagram Airfield, the strategic air barriers, before we evacuate everyone? Did anyone do that? And when you didn't think to do that, did anyone raise their hand and say, we completely messed this up? I've got battalion commander friends right now that are posting similar things, and they're saying, you know, wondering if it, all the lives were lost and if it was in vain, all those it was. It was in vain. 20 years. You Okay, now, like, I've been really hard, and it was w- when the people that, like, the Nazi-adjacent people that came in on Thursday, like, they were throwing their service up in my face, and I was, I was really fucking making fun of them for it. But, like, this was unwinnable. They never had a strategic objective. The military couldn't win in Afghanistan because that was that was never the reason. It was always meant to be a money laundering scheme. So, like, I don't exactly want to be callous towards the people that served because there was no winning. You did die in vain. I'm sorry. I know you're trying to rationalize it. But the soldiers that died, died in vain. There was no reason for it. You made a bunch of fucking assholes rich. That's what happened. And we need to acknowledge that and stop that bullshit going forward. And he goes on to say that we're all part of a chain. While every link may not be tested, the strength of the chain is only as strong as each link and you gotta be, you know, good link. Something like that. And Sounds like some commie bullshit. And from my position, potentially all those people did die in vain if we don't have senior leaders that own up and and raise their hand and say, we did not do this well. No, 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 no. You've missed the point. You were so fucking close. You were so fucking close and you missed it. Well, in the end. Without that, we just keep repeating the same mistakes. This amalgamation yes. of the economic slash corporate slash political slash the military industrial complex. Eisenhower warned us about it years and years ago. Higher military ranks are not holding up their end of the bargain. Yes. I want to say this very strongly. I have been fighting for 17 years. I am willing to throw it all away to say to my senior leaders, I demand accountability. Yes, we did not learn our lesson from Vietnam. 
The fucking the U.S. never learns its lesson. Never. That's why I, I I've been on this show just like. I see the coming tragedies, and we're not doing anything about it. Can we please fucking act with caution? There are all these schools shutting down across the South. Like, well, we're going to try again in two weeks. What's wrong with you? You didn't make it the first two weeks. Can we learn just not to go to fucking war? What were we doing in Afghanistan to begin with? Holy fuck. But, 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 but. People like Dan Crenshaw. I'm sure, like, I I haven't watched this yet. I don't exactly know what he said. Uh, The quote on the video is, we didn't end the war. I don't know what his take is, but I'm sure it's going to be shitty. Give me that eye pussy. Everybody needs to know that I would give anything to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. Let me turn to former Navy SEAL and veteran of uh, Afghanistan as well, um, Dan Crenshaw. Thank you, Mr. Leader, for pulling us together. And uh, so this was during the Republican here. press conference earlier you know, today. I actually took the train down today from um, New York City. I was in Manhattan in Lower Manhattan. He took the midnight train. I'm, I'm Manhattan. Sorry, I won't the, do that again. Uh, where the World Trade Center is with uh, some firefighters who were there that day. We've been fighting this for a long time uh, in preparation for the 20th anniversary. And it's important that people understand what guys like him what gold star families, what veterans feel from all this. There's no elation that the quote unquote war has ended. The war has not ended. They know, especially gold star families, I had a, I had a meeting with a, a bunch of gold star families from the SEAL teams uh, last week. And the, the goal of that meeting was to kind of see where everybody's at. How are you guys feeling? And. Uh, it turned out there was no existential questions about whether their son or their husband had died in vain. That they did. People feel like there. Yeah, you're right. There is no fucking question. They died on behalf of fucking multinational corporations that do not give a shit. Do not give a shit about you or I. they have bought and paid for fucking Dan Crenshaw, the the higher ranks of the fucking military. There's this revolving door of contractors and people in the Defense Department. They just go in and out, make their money in the private sector, come in, work for the public sector so they can help grease the wheels for for their buddies. And Dan Crenshaw wants to make sure that gravy train keeps on choo 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 were made in vain, but nobody actually had that opinion. Everybody knew, no. What did we get for 20 years? Well, we got no more 9-11s. We got no attacks on the homeland from this threat that caused 9-11 in 2001. And it's worth noting, we were not at war on September 10th, 2001. I fucking, what, 40,000, that was like the official number, was 43,000 civilians killed in Afghanistan? How many, how many 9-11s is that? to the Afghanis along with the along with the almost 9/11 number of troops that we killed Dan Crenshaw when the USS Cole was bombed 
in 2000. We weren't at war in 1998 when our embassies were bombed. We weren't at war in 1993 when the World Trade Center was bombed. I'm not high enough for this shit. We were at war with us. We were just pretending like they weren't. And after September 11th, we stopped pretending. And unfortunately, today, we began pretending again. We began pretending like we ended a war. And I hope nobody's writing a headline that says, we ended America's longest war. We ended no wars. We didn't lose a war. We didn't end a war. But we Bullshit. Made a strategic Bullshit. Position in that war, in that fight, it will now be extremely difficult. We lost. To deter or deny terrorist safe havens. And it's, it's this kind of, it is this kind of whitewashing that is bad for the national psyche. This is, this is complete nationalistic propaganda. Fuck off, Dan Crenshaw. This is the reason why I want to piss in your open eye hole, sir. It's this kind of fucking rhetoric. We didn't lose a war. We didn't end a war. But we did give up a strategic position in that war, in that fight. It will now be extremely difficult to deter or deny terrorist safe havens. We just can't do it. We don't have airfields nearby. If you like to be precise, if you want to get precise with language, we stuck our nose inside a civil war as a proxy fight between Russia, Iran, Saudi Arabia, and we did it on behalf of Saudi Arabia. And we suffered great loss, tremendous casualties. We killed a lot of people. We killed a lot of innocent Afghanis. And we exacerbated the conflict that was already, that already existed. To be precise about exactly what happened. And we realized it wasn't fucking worth it 20 years later and we finally pulled the fuck out. So to be precise, we didn't lose a war because we didn't start the war. We just went over and participated in it. Took a beating and then got the fuck out and ran like the, the cowards we are. Dan Crenshaw. And and even on our way out, we drone bombed a suspected suicide bomber and killed a bunch of kids. Of the resources, Taliban will most likely close off cellular, cellular networks and internet, making it impossible to target. We've had a shit ton of cyber attacks. And the homeland and like uh, like think of all the ones that we know about. Think about all the cyber attacks that we know about. There are plenty we don't know about that they have they have kept under wraps. Who knows what kind of attacks our government has seen that we don't know about? Like it's easier to find out when it's a, a private company when it's the colonial pipeline. It's that's the same logic. And and I love how they're like, oh well we haven't had any more nine elevens, but they never take responsibility for being, you know, the Republican Party that was in power on nine eleven that let it happen. Or to be the Republican Party that helped build the Taliban that actually attacked us on nine eleven, or helped negotiate the deals with Saudi Arabia. They used our own fucking money to attack us on 9-11. That's the fucked up part of all of this. But he's never going to acknowledge that. Because it's so much easier to control his fucking lapdog followers that vote for people like Dan fucking Crenshaw, who 
in case you didn't know, I would give anything in the world to piss in his open eye hole. Give me that eye pussy. Don't take my word for it. You can take the intel community's word for it. And I think what's more frustrating even is... The intel community that lied to us over and over and over again. Jim had alluded to... The intel community told this administration... Aren't you against the intel community, like, during the Trump bullshit? Like, weren't you on Trump's side for all that? Aren't you on Tucker Carlson's side that they've been spying on him? And this would happen. I... Even if I pussy is your kink, like, I can't imagine that Dan Crenshaw has a very appealing eye pussy. Whether it was two days or two months or six months, they said it will fall to the Taliban. So knowing this, why keep going with a terrible plan? Why keep going with a plan that has no no evacuation plan? Let me. I, I, I hate to keep stopping you, Crenshaw, but we have known that what was going to happen would happen. Fucking fifteen fucking years ago, the Bush administration knew that exactly what happened in Kabul was exactly what would happen whenever we got out. So I don't know what you are proposing. No plan for the equipment left behind. Why on earth would they do that? Because they love the slogan, no more endless wars. That's why. We made foreign policy based on an emotional slogan. I can't imagine that the actual... I can't imagine that the actual military that was responsible for that actually loved that slogan. I think they just didn't fucking care. It's a reason to spend more money to replace it. The Republicans are already trying to jam through another $25 billion for the military budget. Less safe, not more safe. And then they dare to blame the military for it. They say... They say, well, you know, the general said we can't keep Bagram. We don't need it. The general said we can't keep Kabul secure. We don't need to. That's not the full story. See, the DOD is given a mission, and that mission was get our troops down to zero and keep some security on the embassy. That was their mission. Now, if they had been given the option of 2,500 more troops, they could have kept Bagram. See, that was actually the suggestion of the Department of Defense. So do not let this administration lie to the American people and say that the DOD suggested that we leave Bagram, that we leave Kabul. I, I do not know about that claim. In the position where they had to make that choice. And that, and that should be on the record. And as, we, and as we find out who is culpable for this, for this complete disaster, I think those are some of the avenues that we'll be going down. I, that's, that was my position by any means to get to zero. But you know, hey, hey, if Trump were in office, things would be completely different according to uh, what Ryan Forite. I never can say this, dude. Ryan Fournier? I don't think I'm saying it right. This dude from... Uh, he's the founder of Students for Trump. Got another organization. I think that's where I was following him at. If Trump were in office, if Trump were commander in chief, this is what would be happening. God damn it. This is what I get for not watching this shit beforehand. I can't play your fucking Toby Keith song. God damn it. The implication of the video is that we would be dropping the mother of all bombs on the Taliban, even though it wasn't the Taliban that attacked us. 
the ISIS-K, which is feuding, feuding, I guess, if that's what you want to call it, warring with the Taliban. God damn. Which is weird for him to say, if Trump were in office... Given the fact that I have this picture right here of Mike Pompeo on behalf of the Trump administration negotiating with the Taliban. And they love that too. They love the fact that Mad Dog bombed a suspected wedding. But if you show them that Mad Dog said that Trump was a threat to the Constitution, they'd be like, ah, he got political. I'm serious. That's that's they will cherry pick any fucking thing. Oh well, I love this thing that he did, but pfft, he got political when he did that. I I I don't like that. Fuck off. But now, if if Trump were president, maybe maybe. They would be, you know, researching the ivermectin and the uh, hydrochloroquine. It's it's because of the hatred of Trump. They're not researching these two wonder drugs, according to Rand Paul. Hatred of former President Donald Trump has kept researchers from looking into the anti-parasitic drug ivermectin and other drugs to treat COVID-19, Republican Kentucky Senator Rand Paul told constituents on Friday. The Food and Drug Administration and Centers for Disease Control have warned people using ivermectin, a drug used to treat parasitic worm infections in human and livestock, is dangerous. It will cause you to shit your pants, y'all. The FDA went as far as tweeting out a reminder on August 21st. You are not a horse. You are not a cow. Seriously, you all, stop it. But Paul encouraged more research. Because of course he did. The hatred for Trump deranged these people so much. The hatred for Trump deranged these people so much that they're unwilling to objectively study it. It has been studied, Rand Paul. Paul said to the 60 people squeezed into the Cold Spring City Council chambers in this northern Kentucky suburb just south of Cincinnati. So someone like me that's in the middle on it, that's what they, these far-right nut jobs always portray themselves as being in the middle. So someone like me who's in the middle on it, I can tell you because they will not study ivermectin, they will not study hydrochloroquine without the taint of their hatred of Donald Trump. And let me tell you, the people that say that you have a TDS, Trump derangement syndrome, they are the ones that are deranged with their heads stuck so far up the fucking... Orange man's ass is not even funny. Jesus Christ. It's also why they don't research hydrochloroquine, he said, an anti-malarial drug touted by Trump as a treatment. The World Health Organization in April found, based on six clinical trials, that hydrochloroquine had little or no effect on preventing illness, hospitalization, or death from COVID-19. A woman in the audience had asked Rand Paul... An ophthalmologist, 
why ivermectin wasn't more available. Because some dumb fucks have bought all of it off the shelves of the livestock stores. The woman said she had some ivermectin stashed away just in case. Paul told her he didn't know if it works because there isn't enough research. When asked by the Inquirer after the meeting, the Inquirer about the FDA and CDC warnings on ivermectin, Paul reiterated what he said in the town hall. I don't know if it works, but I keep an open mind. Do you think we're stupid? you think we're fools? Yes, I do. Meanwhile, the other senator from Kentucky took a different approach. Senator Mitch McConnell says that people reluctant to get the COVID-19 vaccine are the problem! <laughs> Let's see if we've got some sound on this one. We've got a local news report from uh, Lex18. That's what LAX18's political reporter Carolina Buchek asked of Senator Mitch McConnell today. Some hospitals, like the ones here in Lexington, they are managing these additional COVID patients. But the smaller hospitals and other places across the state, well, they are struggling right now. And the question is, are there resources available to help them out? As you just saw, places like the St. Clair Regional Medical Center are at the point where emergency tents were needed because the beds inside of their building are full. This struggle is unfortunately not unique in Kentucky. Hospital workers have been sounding the alarm for a while now, saying that their beds are filling up with more and more COVID patients. As the situation gets Agreed. worse, leaders like Senator Mitch McConnell are pushing it, Mitch McConnell is just evil. He's not a dumb motherfucker. I think Dan Crenshaw is actually pretty fucking dumb. Among others, there are many members of Congress that I think are dumb. I think Rand Paul is pretty dumb, to be honest with you. Mitch McConnell, though, is not dumb. He is a very smart man, and that means he's he's just fucking evil. ...to get their COVID shots. We have a crisis of the unvaccinated. During a visit to Lexington today, LEX18 asked McConnell if the federal government can do something to help Kentucky hospitals on the front lines of the pandemic. I, I will donate to Rand Paul's neighbor to do it again. that could help out in this situation. There's plenty of money already here. Um, plenty of money. We've been spending an enormous amount of money, including a $1.9 trillion uh, so-called rescue package earlier this year. Money's not the problem reluctance of people to get vaccinated is the problem. And because some people are still reluctant, some employers have decided to require their workers to get vaccinated. As well they should. It's a choice McConnell says should be up to the employers. If those decisions ought to be made by school boards and by employers, uh, they can weigh the evidence, look at the effectiveness, and make those decisions. In Lexington, Carolina Buchuk, LX18 News. I mean, at least McConnell isn't fucking stupid. Unlike this motherfucker. Apparently the first person to call COVID a hoax, or at least he bragged that that was his distinction. QAnon anti-vaxxer called COVID a hoax even as his lungs stopped functioning. 
a former CIA officer turned conspiracy theorist who claimed to be the first to call COVID-19 a hoax, has died from COVID-19. Robert David Steele, a former CIA officer turned conspiracy theorist who claimed to be the first person to call COVID-19 a hoax, has died from COVID-19. Steele, who was among the earliest QAnon promoters and helped the conspiracy theory move from the fringes of the internet into the mainstream, was hospitalized with symptoms of COVID-19 earlier this month. But he continued to spread anti-vaccine and anti-COVID denial conspiracy theories until the very end. Walking around and finding out indeed. I will not take the vaccination, though I did test positive for whatever they're calling COVID today. But the bottom line is that my lungs are not functioning. Still wrote in his final blog post on August the 17th, accompanied by a picture of him hooked up to what appears to be a ventilator. We will never be the same because now we know that we've all been lied to about everything still added. But now we also know that we can trust each other. I'm alive today because I had a network that put me into a good hospital in Florida. Bill's death was confirmed by his friend and fellow conspiracy theorist, Mark Tassie, in a video posted to Instagram on Sunday evening. In the video, Tassie says he was in touch with Steele in recent days. Let's watch the video. Open your eyes. Don't take my word for it. Do the research as I have done. Do the research. Your buddy just fucking died because he's an idiot. He was doing well until they put him on Rendezivir. So Aaron says, this is the trend. How is he doing right now? This immediately resulted in his oxygen level. So the conspiracy theorist thinks the hospital legitimately poisoned him. In order to help further the conspiracy, I assume. Was dropping and they immediately began shaming the family to force him onto a ventilator. And Aaron comments, this is all Florida is offering. Of course, they're trying to make Florida look bad. Why? Why? Because DeSantis is not going along with the agenda. So they're trying to, they are. They are trying to make Florida look bad instead of DeSantis just being a fucking dumbass and doing the opposite of what the medical professionals are saying and fucking up the response to COVID. Exactly, no one has to make Florida look bad. They do it on their own. Holy fuck, dude. Holy fuck. So that's that's the conspiracy. The hospital killed him to help make DeSantis look bad because they're worried about DeSantis running in 2024. Not that just your fucking buddy was an idiot and he died of a completely preventable illness. Maybe not. Maybe he had some underlying health conditions. You guys love to bring that up a lot. Maybe he was a fat fuck. I 
I use it to try to get people to empathize. Like, hey, most people have comorbidities. You would look at me and say that I'm a healthy, you know, 30, whatever the fuck, however old I am, 37, 38, something like that. You would look at me and say I'm a, I'm a, I'm a healthy 37, 38 year old, but I'm sure I have fucking comorbidities. I was a smoker for over 10 years. I'm, I'm a little overweight for sure. I shouldn't be going to the hospital if you don't trust the fucking doctors. But then again, these people, they're, they're able to go to the hospital. Now, apparently the courts will tell the fucking hospital that they have to use the ivermectin because that's what the patient wants. That's what it's come to here. At least in this, uh, I believe this was in Cincinnati. Holy fuck, what a story. Back at the center of the Butler County court case, a judge ruled that UC Health had administered the highly controversial drug to one of their patients who had prescription from another doctor. Ken Brown has been looking through the court filings live in Westchester with more. Yeah, that's right, guys. And, and this here is uh, controversial because it doesn't have FDA approval yet to treat for the coronavirus, but it does have FDA approval to treat for other things. So Parasites. Take you through the court case, give you an idea, play by play. What up, Rocky? Exactly happened here, and give you a little bit more insight into exactly what this drug is. The entire court horse paste. It is horse paste. Jeffrey Smith at UC Westchester. The complaint says that Mr. Smith is in the ICU and intubated. Mrs. Smith is one who's petitioning the court to force UC Health to give ivermectin to her husband. A court filing outlines how Mr. Smith tested positive for the coronavirus on July 9th. Oh, please be safe, Rocky. On the 15th, was placed on a ventilator on August 1st, and the document filed on the 20th said. Quote, at this point, the defendant, which would be UC Health, had exhausted its course of treatment and COVID-19 protocol in treating Jeffrey, which is unacceptable to Miss Smith. From there, Miss Smith went to Dr. Fred Wagshall out of the Lung Center of America in Dayton, who reviewed his case and prescribed ivermectin. UC refused to administer the drug. While Dr. Wegschel can't comment on individual patients, we did ask him about prescribing the drug in general. From the countries that we've seen that have emptied their hospitals. I don't I don't trust this man just based on his eyebrows. One of the big questions out of Butler County is does this set a new precedent at hospitals? It also could be a legal precedent. It's not you know the uh, it is the Butler County And and once again, this is this is a thing that producer Dave used to cover. On a regular basis. This wasn't in my mainstream news and politics show. Ivermectin wasn't a subject multiple nights in a row. This isn't a thing that existed. Now now this conspiracy theory bullshit has gone mainstream and I'm having to cover these stories. About horse paste being for... Like apparently it was a conservative Trumpist judge that ordered the ivermectin be used by the hospital. (laughs) So now the party that supposedly is against activist judges have judges issuing rulings on, on what treatments doctors should use. Holy fuck. How did, how did we get to this point as a society? Common pleas court, so it's well thought of. 
throughout the state, as is Judge Gregory Howard. So that would carry a lot of weight. Ivermectin is not approved by the FDA for use against the coronavirus, which is what Jeffrey has. The drug is approved for use against some parasitic worm. Ringworm! It treats ringworm! Head lice and some skin conditions in humans. The FDA says it is doing initial research into the effectiveness against COVID-19 and adds taking the drug in large doses is dangerous and can cause serious harm. Mrs. Smith said... It will make you shit yourself. My husband is on death's doorstep. He has no other options. And obviously you heard from the doctor there. We're going to hear much more from him in the 6 o'clock hour. Now there's a completely different... You're right, Tones. You're right. This has gained national headlines and headlines across the country. Just like I showed that like during the AIDS crisis of the 80s, they were all wanting to wear masks so they could shame gay people. AIDS, which is not a respiratory disease, they wanted to wear masks, had no problem. And the, like, I under, I, I can understand the woman in the hospital, like, wanting the, like, if there's a possibility that there's this miracle cure, please give it to me, my husband is getting ready to die. I understand her emotions. However, she's been filled full of bullshit by assholes of ill repute. People like the the Weinsteins. The Galaxy Brain Humidor. Alright, now I've been uh, I've been waiting to hear this story. I've heard people mention it today in different things. This unvaccinated, unmasked teacher spread COVID-19 to elementary school students, according to the CDC report. So we're going to listen to, this is NBC News. This happened in this Bay Area out in California. The CDC report says a Marin County elementary school student who wasn't vaccinated and thought they had allergies would sometimes remove their mask when reading to masked students inside their classroom. The teacher tested positive for COVID-19 and then 12 of their 24 students got sick and it didn't stop there. A seating chart of the classroom shows all the children in socially distant desks in the front row tested positive for COVID during the May outbreak. But take a look, even kids in the back row came down with the Delta variant. Marin County health officials say the rapid spread in this class makes the case for getting vaccinated when you can and for wearing masks inside, especially around kids who are too young to get vaccinated. And I really can't take my mask off. I can't have any lapses in judgment. Um, when I'm around vaccinated, uh, unvaccinated um, populations, that's, I think, the main takeaway. The report says 27 COVID cases were linked to the classroom outbreak. The teacher, 22 children and four parents. It says no one had to be hospitalized and the school worked with health officials to test the entire school population. Families, the school, anybody that was within close contact with those individuals was notified, given um, COVID tests. The report doesn't name the elementary school, but in a statement tonight, the San Francisco Archdiocese, which oversees Catholic schools in Marin County, released a statement that reads in part, the incident... That, it the it shows the effectiveness of all the mitigation uh, techniques. 
that you want to do socially distant. Yes, I'm I'm spacing on like the fucking nomenclature of the scholastic words here. I haven't sat at a desk. <laughs> I'm not sitting at a desk right now, right? To socially distance the students' desks and wear masks. The the people the kids in the back didn't get it. Motherfuck, like what what more evidence do you need? And like it just makes sense, you assholes. Like, you spit when you talk. It just it keeps your spit to yourself, and if everybody wears a mask, it cuts down on the transmission. That's all it is. It's not a foolproof thing. Port was an isolated circumstance and has been addressed internally. Gene Ellie, NBC Bay Area News. Oh, shit, it was the end. That was I was watching that red, white, and blue, whatever the fucking podcast is. Like, it was live earlier. Probably what Media Winch is going to be watching here in a little bit over on Egoflex. But, like, they were doing their, their live version of the stream. And they were like, oh, masks don't work and blah, 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 blah. And my freedom, man, like motherfuckers. Come the fuck on, you're idiots. And this carelessness has resulted in the EU taking the U.S. off the safe travel list due to the COVID surge. European Union recommended Monday that its 27 nations reinstate restrictions on tourists from the U.S. because of rising coronavirus infections. The decision by the European Council to remove the U.S. from a safe list of countries for non-essential travel reverses advice that it gave in June when the bloc recommended lifting restrictions on U.S. travelers before the summer tourism season. The guidance is non-binding, however, and U.S. travelers should expect a mismatch of travel rules across the continent. Meanwhile, in places like Denmark, and when you search Echoplex on... Uh, YouTube, you get the, you get the, what is it, a guitar brand? Denmark to scrap all coronavirus restrictions as it declares COVID-19 under control. Oh, wow. Wouldn't it be nice if we could do that here? I mean, we, we declared it under control. It just, you know, didn't be like that. Denmark is set to remove, and that, and that's one of the worries about Denmark here. Like, are you guys lifting things too fast with the Delta variant? And as I said, we got a brand new variant coming out of South Africa. We're going to talk about here in a second. Denmark is set to remove all its remaining measures against the spread of COVID-19, with the exception of border controls, as the government says the country's epidemic is under control. The government announced the move on Friday, explaining that it had always promised not to maintain the measures any longer than necessary. You're there now, said the health minister, Magnus Hwinky. Magnus Hwinky. In a statement, hailing Denmark's high vaccination levels. Health authorities were involved in the decision. See, high vaccination levels. 
Denmark did not have many measures left in place anyway, just a requirement for visitors to restaurants, bars, cinemas, and some other indoor facilities to prove vaccination recovery or lack of infection. It started phasing out mask mandates in June. All of Denmark's national COVID rules, with the exception of its entry restrictions, were legally underpinned by a classification of the coronavirus as a critical threat to society. Oh, a magnetic tape machine. Oh, that's cool. I knew it was some some brand of something. The government will allow this classification to expire on September 10th when the country's Coronapus Health Pass will no longer be needed to access nightclubs and sports games. It will no longer be required for other facilities as of Wednesday this week. Over 71% of the Danish population is now fully vaccinated against COVID. The country's seven-day incidence rate, representing known infections per 100,000 people over the last week, is currently 113, compared with 333 in the U.S., 355 in the U.K., and 77 in Germany. The country is reporting fewer than 1,000 new cases each day and losing at most a few people each day to COVID-19. This makes its decision to drop restrictions less risky than a recent similar move in the UK, where there are regularly more than 130 daily deaths. His population is around 11 times the size of Denmark, though. Hmm. Well, I just, I don't know if it's not too soon, given, one, we still have a wave probably spurred on by the Lambda variant. Now, as of today, we have a South African research paper released this month. I'm sorry, this month. I just saw the news of it today. This article was published today. Detailed a new variant of COVID-19 virus with scientists noting that it has concerning constellations of mutations. And as I predicted all along, there is going to be an Alabama variant, a Florida variant. Louisiana variant, one of those pop up. It seems pretty much inevitable at this point. Research paper focused on the C12 variant of the SARS-CoV-2, which was first detected in May of this year. It descended from the C1 variant of the virus, the variants that overtook South Africa earlier this year. C12 is highly mutated beyond C1 and all other variants of concern and variants of interest globally with between 44 and 59 mutations away from the original Wuhan HU1 virus. All the phenotypic characteristics and epidemiology of C12 are being defined. It is important to highlight this lineage given its concerning constellation of mutations. The variant was first detected in the Mumpamalanga, Mumpamalanga, Unting. We're going to look it up. It's a, it's a place. We need We'll learn something tonight. Pimalanga. Pimal- 
Mpumalanga. 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 I wasn't, I wasn't far off. Just with my hickish accent, it kind of sounded like I was mocking it. I was just sounding it out. This is the other province. Gauteng. 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 Cool. Learn some pronunciation of some geographical words. Provinces of South Africa. It has since been found in six of South Africa's nine provinces, as well as in England, China, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Mauritius, New Zealand, Portugal, and Switzerland. Is it wrong of me not to look that other place up after I... The other two up? I'm still moving on. The researchers noted that the C12 variant shares several mutations common to all variants of concern, alpha, beta, delta, and gamma, as well as three variants of interest. According to the scientists, these mutations likely occurred in a single individual who had a prolonged case of COVID-19, resulting in an accelerated evolution. Mmm, that, that sounds fucking scary. All these mutations are not characteristic of current... Uh, Variants of concern or variants of interest, they have been associated with escape from certain class 3 neutralizing antibodies. The combination of these mutations presents a potentially novel antigenic landscape for C12 and variant-specific antibodies. Well, that don't sound like much fun at all. Meanwhile, the Department of Education is investigating five states for the potential civil rights violations for prohibiting school mask mandates. I'm assuming this is targeted at states like Texas, Tennessee, and Florida. I don't know who the other two would be off the top of my head. We have sound on this. Oh, that's just the dude with the speech. We watched that the other day. The education department. Civil I'm a dad of a new kindergartner and her first. I know, dude. I know you're cool. We're down with you. The education department civil rights enforcement arm announced Monday. It has launched investigations in five states to determine whether statewide policies prohibiting school mask mandates is discriminatory against students with disabilities. Uh, yeah. Department's Office for Civil Rights sent letters to the chief state school officials in five states. Iowa, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Utah. Wasn't even Texas and Florida. Iowa, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Utah. Notifying them of the new investigations into whether the state mask restrictions prevent students with disabilities from safely returning to in-person education in violation of federal law. Opening this kind of investigation, the department said, does not imply that OCR has decided whether there has been a violation of of a law that OCR enforces. Investigations have not yet been opened in Florida, Texas, Arkansas, or Arizona because those states' bans on universal indoor masking are not currently being enforced as a result of court orders 
or other state actions. So there you go. Fucking Lindsey Graham with all his fucking evil, like his fucking COVID probably festered and caused a a Lindsey Graham variant that's going to fucking pollute the world. Holy shit. Meanwhile, the other crisis facing the country. One of the other crises is facing this country. I forgot we're we're in multiple crises at the moment. Orleans Parish could be without power for weeks after multiple transmission lines have gone down. Now, last night I said the levees faltered. Apparently, I was wrong. There were a couple that that like the the, the water topped the levees, but none of the levees actually faltered this time. You should be exactly. Well, we don't care down here in Mississippi because you know we 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 believe in eternal life. Was it Missouri? I don't remember which state it was. Dumb fuck governor is like we believe in eternal life, so we don't have to worry about your COVID. Fuck. Hundreds of thousands are without power in Louisiana after Hurricane Ida ravaged southeast Louisiana. The hurricane made landfall just before noon on Sunday due to catastrophic damage to the company's transmission system. Intergy said all of Orleans Parish is without power. Hurricane Ida and its impacts are being felt across southern Louisiana. Intergy and Cleco are reporting that together more than 960,000 customers are without power as of 10 a.m. on Monday. According to Philip May with Intergy, more than 850,000 customers are without power in New Orleans. New Orleans is in the dark after a loss of eight transmission lines. They said that those transmission lines do not all have to be repaired line by line to restore power to people. They said one of the transmission lines, a line that serves Jefferson Parish from Avondale to Harahan, was one of the company's most robust lines. The line withstood Hurricane Katrina, but was blown down by Ida. They also said that he couldn't say with certainty a power could be restored before the New Orleans Saints home opener. I have no clue when that is. That gives us no... No uh, idea of the timeline here. I guess people in New Orleans would know. There are currently 15,000 line workers helping to restore power in the New Orleans area, according to May. Another 20,000 workers have been requested. Cleco is currently responding to more than 100,000 outages across St. Tammany Parish and Washington Parish. Well, shit. Energy officials have said they have extra crews available, but officials said based on historical data regarding Category 4 hurricanes, some customers could be without power for at least three weeks. <laughs> Take a look at some of the flooding that occurred. Just in Louisiana, there is flooding going on all across the United States right now. Except out in California, where they are still evacuating from 
these insane fires. This is the flooding in Louisiana. Holy shit, this is earlier today. Middle Tennessee, Kentucky, already, West Virginia, were already battered by flooding. North Carolina got hit hard by flooding. I haven't had a chance to cover all the flooding that has happened in this country in the last week. And now we have all of the rain coming off of Ida. Should be coming to me any second now. Flash flood warnings, tornado warnings all throughout my area tonight. The Army Corps of Engineers does fantastic work. I'm safe. Thank you, Tones. It is it is just a tropical depression at this moment. Like we're we're expecting winds of like twenty five miles an hour, I think. No, I do not like we are bad for uh surges here in this area and I have lost enough electronics so I actually turn everything off during storms and I'm 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 close to the end of my rundown because I'm going to get off of here and go like cower in the utility room. That's not true. I'll probably go out on the patio. I'll try to comfort Smokey. Smokey doesn't like storms. I feel really, really bad anytime bad. And we get bad storms all the time. This is just this time of year. It's what happens here. Tornado warnings all the fucking time. And the other two cats do not mind at all. Smokey, he he is a coward. He thinks the world is ending. I got I got to comfort the kitty. Wild fucking video from yesterday with a reporter covering Ida, getting accosted by some you know the dumb fuck right winger. So this is uh, an NBC News reporter, uh, Shaquille Brewster, during a live Hurricane Ida report from Gulfport, uh, that Mississippi, Missouri. MS is Missouri. Fuck, I don't know. I don't know my geography. Um, Stay safe, my friend. Be safe out there. We'll check in with you soon. Let's get to uh, Shaquille Brewster, and uh, I believe Shaq's in Mississippi. Shaq, what part of Mississippi are you in, and what are you seeing? Gulfport. We're in Gulfport, Mississippi, Craig, and I'll tell you the biggest sign, the biggest indicator that I saw this morning about the force of the storm last night. This is going on about 10.23 a.m., it says, up in the, up in the corner. That's probably Eastern time. Just a couple of minutes ago, people were walking their dogs. They're back on the beach right now, and that's the sense that you're getting that. The Wait, what, what? It was this truck. Oh, my God, like he was just driving by on the street and saw the fucking reporter on the beach. I'm trying to describe this for people that might be listening to the podcast. What? 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 He just pulls his truck on over. He's about fucking 500 feet away from the reporter. Are you in and what are you seeing? 
and he goes running towards him. This is wild. Holy fuck, what's he going to do? The biggest sign, the biggest indicator that I saw this morning about the force of the storm last night is that the mail delivery has returned. We saw postal workers going out delivering mail this morning just a couple of minutes ago. In his $30,000, $40,000 pickup truck, as always. That you're getting that. Uh, the rain has stopped. The wind is still going there. I think we even have a random person going around. You know, I'm going to turn this way because, you know, we deal with some people every once in a while. But, uh, you know, one thing that we are noticing is that the mayor said the curfew is still in effect. The curfew is going to be going on. Unshaken. Look at you, dude. Man, you are a fucking pro. Go ahead and go and survey all the damage. They did get some reports of some down power lines of some trees that have fallen or at least limbs that have fallen. So they're going to go ahead and do that survey to make sure that they're okay. Craig, I'm going to toss it back to you because we have a person who needs a little help right now. Hey, 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 hey. Unmasked motherfucker getting in his face yelling at him. He's well. Uh, there's a lot of crazy out there, a lot of crazy. And um, Bill Kearns, thank you as well. Again, we'll make sure Shaq's okay. Holy fuck, so. This is this is a little bit later in the broadcast. I get informed that he's okay. Stay inside. Uh, excellent advice. Congressman Carter, keep us posted, sir. Thank you. I, I do want to note here for a moment, you probably saw or, or heard a few moments ago, uh, one of our correspondents was disrupted uh, by by some wacky guy uh, during some his- wacky guy, some wacky guy indeed. Mississippi, uh, please report that Shaquille Brewster is doing just fine. Shaq is okay. Uh, more ahead. Shaq is okay. Glad to hear it. Uh, the Daily Beast wrote an article about it. Wacky guy angrily confronts NBC News correspondent. The unidentified Mississippi man's behavior was unacceptable and disgusting. Saying that the guy is clearly not okay. Brewster, meanwhile, would take to Twitter to also reassure worried viewers that he and his team were good. I mean, he handled that like a fucking pro. Jack Brewster is an exceptional journalist, according to MSNBC president Rashida Jones. I will, I will indeed echo that sentiment. Motherfuck, did he handle that well. Seeking help from the public and identifying the man who angrily confronted Brewster, the Gulfport Police Department announced that the individual had been identified. They did not immediately release his name. So thank you to the help of the community. The individual has been identified. It's probably one, it's probably a deputy for the fucking police department. Are you, are you taking them into custody or taking them to dinner? We're waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my question as well. It's just another one of these right-wing assholes that want to get, want to get some publicity. No, no. If you want to go viral, this is the way you're going to go viral during a fucking natural disaster. A man playing violin as he is evacuating from the wildfires in California. What a wild piece of video. 
with this orange tint and the haze. Good job, dude, and thanks for providing some uh, entertainment for the people stuck on the road. Mel Smothers of South Lake Tahoe plays the violin to pass the time uh, during the Caldora fire evacuation Monday afternoon. We think he's playing Tennessee Waltz. I'm not familiar with the song. Maybe you guys recognize it. Wildfire evacuees flood Lake Tahoe roads in rush to flee. More video. Indeed, the two extremes of old men. Sparkles, I hope you are feeling better. Everyone express concern about not having the freak show on Friday. Hi, this is Kent Porter with the Press Democrat. Uh, A couple of spot fires here on the east side of... uh, Echo Summit on Highway 50. Um, crews are on them fast, they're putting them out. There's a bigger one over here, just to my, I guess that would be the east. Uh, it's not doing much, just kind of hanging up in the trees, but they got crews in there and there goes one's torching. Uh, so it's definitely- These fires have been raging for weeks over. now. It's coming down in several places. The smoke is visible in other states. Trees are torching up there. Hi, this is Kent Porter with the Press Democrat. Uh, Holy fuck. While while half of the country is underwater. Hey, maybe it really is the the fucking apocalypse. Revelations is coming true. Somebody brought that up last night. All right. So let's let's try to have a little fun here towards the end. We have this insane, vile voicemail. Their words, not not mine. The insane, vile voicemail and unhinged leftist left for a conservative lawmaker. Because you got a new job and they seem to be treating you well thus far. I thought. I don't know. I haven't talked to you in a couple of days. I mean, self-fulfilling prophecy, right? The insane, vile voicemail. An unhinged leftist left for a conservative lawmaker. I can tell you, it's probably going to make a hell of a lot more sense than most of the right-wingers that come into, like, my chat. The representative was blasted by an anonymous caller over his push to play the Pledge of Allegiance in Iowa public schools. We start teaching white nationalism. Well, I mean, let's face it. The Pledge of Allegiance is a form of brainwashing. We we played video of Fox News. They had this Chinese dissident that had fled. No, it was North Korean. She had fled North Korea. And she was saying how people not standing for the Star Spangled Banner reminded her of North Korea. That blew my fucking mind. In North Korea, they make you stand. 
for the state song. In America, we don't have to stand for the state song. It's called freedom. So you want to force the kids to stand for the magic song, but you don't want to force the kids to wear masks that could possibly save their lives. Them in school because that's exactly what the f- you're doing, sir, and you have absolutely no right to require something like that. Our children aren't pr- proud to be American. What are we proud of? We're proud of our racist history. We're Hurricane is a hoax. It's unbelievable, right? Turning point USA. I, it might be. It might be. I've been getting warnings on my phone all day long. I ain't seen no hurricane yet. Where are you at, Hurricane? I'm sorry, tropical depression. It's a tropical depression now. Tropical depression is a hoax. There was nothing wrong. That was not insane and vile. That There was nothing wrong with what she said. Founder Charlie Kirk joins me now. Charlie? They, fuck, 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 fuck. They talk about how they're all for freedom of speech, but like leaving a voicemail for your... Uh, conservative lawmaker isn't free speech, apparently. You're going to play that voicemail on Fox News to try to chill their speech. What the fuck? I thought you were anti-cancel culture. I Shouldn't Fox News be like, yes, call and cuss out your lawmaker? That's what more people should be calling and cussing out. I'm taking the stance right now here on the Troll Patrol on the 30th of August... Calling and cussing out your lawmakers is a good thing, and we should all do it more. Call and cuss out your lawmakers. Do it. And what she said, what she said wasn't all that bad. This should not surprise you. You've been talking about... We we got fucking 15 seconds of a phone call, and now we're going to get Charlie Kirk opining about it. for The video is 320. We're going to get Charlie Kirk opining about it for 2 minutes and 40 seconds about how his fee-fees got hurt because somebody called and left a voice message for a lawmaker, which more Americans should do. All right, Charlie, take it away this forever a generation told how bad our country is become parents and that's what we get that's exactly right and they don't know their history brian and unfortunately when a nation starts i bet she knows history a lot better than you do charlie kirk let me let me lay a little history on you the pledge of allegiance was a fucking essay contest that a flag company that a flag company put out. It was a it was a whole thing to sell more flags. You act like it was fucking pissed in the snow by one of the founders, and it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a thing in this country until the the, the fucking uh, late eighteen hundreds. You dumb piece of shit. It was a piece of marketing for a flag company to sell more flags. But hey, of course, there's no better thing to represent this godforsaken country than a fucking piece of marketing that we make children recite in the fucking classroom. Makes fucking perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fucking that the the fucking pledge of allegiance as the kids know it today isn't even the pledge that that flag company had the essay contest for. That that we revised it during the red scare to make the evangelicals dicks hard. 
reject things that came before them, then they want to revolutionize things that are in front of them. And this is the thing that we're fighting every single day at Turning Point USA. And to say that the national I am not high enough for this shit! ...somehow racist or bigoted... Or the it's pledge. It's an insult. Yeah. yeah, that's right. The Pledge of Allegiance is somehow racist or bigoted is, is an insult to our nation and to the American creed. If we do not have some common things that bind us together, Brian, right. I'm afraid... The American creed! Can you take me higher? I need to quit singing. I'm sorry, I feel a million times better. My nasal passages are free. I felt like singing tonight on the show. That we're going to shatter into a million pieces. Right, that's, what's ha- that's what's happening right now. People got to sober up quick, but it gets worse. Listen to this. This is more from the same call. We're proud of the fact that not all citizens in the United States are afforded the same rights and the same privileges as the blonde-haired, blue-eyed ones. That's a bunch of colonizer It is! It is! Perpetuating that is disgusting. When uh, when they were called back, when principal called back, they did not answer. But that is something you hear when you go to schools because you have the next generation of conservative thinkers, but most of the schools think like her. Yeah, not only that. Most of the schools think like her. I, I, I did not put it on tonight's list, but I, I saved the article. I think it might have been in the Atlantic. It was by a professor. It was like, no, 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 no. You think your kids are being radicalized by us? They, they fucking hate us. We're just another old person they have to encounter until they get to hang out with more people their age. No, 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 no. They are radicalizing us. I didn't know they, them pronouns until they taught me. Sparkles, please let me make you a hot toddy. I swear. I swear to you. The hot toddy will knock it right out of you. I, I had two of them and... Boom, a million times better. Uh, Fuck off, Charlie Kirk. But school board members think like her, which is why we launched launched our school board watch list, which is to try to give parents and students the ability to have oversight. And this this is the motherfucker talking about free speech all the time. But a voicemail left for a state representative has just upset him so much that he had to go on national TV and bitch about it for much longer than the fucking voicemail was. And then they had to make a fucking video of it, and Turning Points USA had to had to share it out on its social media, and then I had to see it because they paid to boost it on Facebook because they are being so censored. ...happening in these school board meetings. You would be amazed where all of a sudden they are renaming schools like in San Francisco, uh, or at least proposing to, from the Abraham Lincoln School, where they are trying to implement critical race theory and wokeism. This is a major problem. Wokeism! And what we're trying to do is trying to give parents the ability to know exactly what is being taught to their students and what they can do about it. I'm, uh, I'm disturbed when I hear audio like that. But I'm also reminded that so many people in leadership, Brian... And then and then the thing they, that these propagandists do is that they use all the responses at the school board, the, uh, um, the vitriol that they stirred up as evidence. See, look, all the parents have, have gotten... Uh, like they, they, They've caught on to this. 
They've caught on to the CRT is a scam. No, you fed that to them. And they're implementing them in curriculum towards our children. And look, if you want to identify your school board, if they are way to the left and it doesn't make you happy, go to schoolboardwatchlist.org and maybe, uh, maybe wow. find some of those efforts because a lot of these uh, would be board members would be rookies and they need some coaching right. and they don't know how to start. Charlie, that's why it's so important. Uh, so one more time, the address. They are encouraging people school to harass local school boards, and it's called, like, I have a story about that, including our where people at school boards, are, they're just getting fed up that they're having to deal with these idiots. And once again, once again, they are not the majority. When the school board counts the emails for, like, mask mandates, it's overwhelmingly the parents are for mask mandates. These people that go up there and cite Tucker Carlson and Charlie Kirk's propaganda, they are a small fraction of our communities. We can take solace in that, but this small fraction is ruining everything for the rest of us. If they run off all the good school board members... All we're going to be left with is these stupid nut jobs, and that's what they want to do. They want to go take over the school boards. It is literally a QAnon strategy. He mentioned wokeism, and that reminded me of the Bill Maher video we did last night where we watched, like, he was talking about Wokistan! I'm glad you're enjoying your Funyuns. Funyun-flavored Lay's? Why would you eat fun? That's fucking... That is what capitalism produces. Funyun-flavored Lay's. Holy shit. Capitalism breeds innovation. We get Funyun-flavored Lay's. What? The, The one fucking gigantic company just decides to put their fucking... They're flavoring on a different kind of chip that they make. Holy shit. But my my Bill Maher video really, really upset some people on BitChute. I'm sure they do. That's what I'm saying. They're just just mixing up their flavorings on their chips. That's, That's the innovation capitalism produces. So this was on one of my videos on BitChute. They were actually tame enough that I'd be able to read them here on on the show. Because a lot of times, they're really fucking bad. Dukes here got really upset. What the fuck is this kindergarten tyrant channel? Tyrant channel. Called me a tyrant channel. Seriously, how'd I get here? Benghazi 2.0, Murder Sedition, Evil Manifest... Criminally insane liberal fascism. Criminally insane liberal fascism. Criminally insane liberal fascism. I I don't believe this was the Bill Maher video. I think this was the um the, the other clip where I the other one I clipped out for YouTube was the mom of the soldier that died in Afghanistan. If you guys haven't watched that, do go check out the YouTube on that one. Also, also, I didn't cover it before, the programming note. Uh, If you're watching on Twitch, be sure to subscribe on YouTube. I will not be here on Twitch on Wednesday. I assume most of the people in our circle will not be streaming on Wednesday. Standing in solidarity with the... We'll we'll cover that story tomorrow night. But, like, I I won't be on Twitch on Wednesday, but I will be doing a show. 
I'll be on YouTube, I'll be on fucking DLive, I'll be on Smashcast, Vaughn TV, all the other fucking shit that I stream on that nobody's ever heard of. Duke's, but seriously, Duke's got really upset. How'd I get on this, or uh, on the substandard intellect, criminally insane, liberal fascist dribble channel? This mom's sentiment is understated. And by the way, just like Mueller, Biden's Dementia Act is to sidestep accountability for repeated treason, Benghazi 2.0. This was on the Bill Maher video. Who is this Justin Freakin? Get the hell out of our country and see how much better you can do in Cuba or Venezuela or any other socialist shithole. Cuba ranks near us in pretty much everything, by the way. Besides that, you are WHITE in all caps. You owe every person with tan skin everything you own. Please put your address on your info so I can come take what is rightfully mine from you. Isn't that what you spew? I have no clue what you're talking about, dude. No clue. Just leave your electronic equipment. You wish you could get all my electronic equipment. I don't have much of value to my name in my life, but what I do have a value is electronic equipment. You wish you could have my electronic equipment. Just leave your electronic equipment and all your possessions so the rival owners can get them and enjoy them. You deserve nothing but a good ass-kicking because you are white and you give your opinion like it matters. Your white privilege disgusts me and everyone else that thinks like you. Remember, this was me making fun of Bill Maher. Bill Maher, how he was like, talk to your maid or talk to the Asian woman that massages you and ask them how they like this country. You had better get your damn vax because you have no right to procreate another copy of your privilege. I got my vax months ago. What kind of snacks Cuba got? I I assume they don't have Funyun flavored Lay's and may maybe that's a that's a turnoff for some people. I see why you only have 22 subscribers. Now, they're talking about BitChute. I have 22 subscribers on BitChute. I have 22 subscribers on BitChute. That blows my mind that I have 22 people that follow me on BitChute. (laughs) The Nazi fucking YouTube. I have 22 fucking people that follow me. And some people even give me a thumbs up on some of my videos. Most of them get thumbs down. I get four or five thumbs down on them. And I get comments like this. You are a Cheech and Chong want-to-be. 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 With a T. I'll be waiting for that address to my new residence and electronical equipment. I'm sorry, electrical equipment. You owe me because of your white privilege. Uh, Snicklefritz314 says, You know he does not write his... You know he does not write what he is reading or has memorized, Right? Uh, I would think I'm, first of all, my dad fucking looks exactly like Tommy Chong. I would think I'm the fucking Chong, right? Or am I, you think I'm the Cheech? You think I'm the Cheech? I'm the tall one. 
You think I'm the Cheech? Okay, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I got the energy. You're you're more laid back like Tommy Chong. Oh fuck! One more, one more. This is the same. This was Dukes from the other video, but this time commenting on the Bill Maher video. Love to see a little basement freak like this, Justin, get catapulted to China. You ignorant! You ignorant! 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 Quote unquote freak. It would be quote unquote just in time to salvage something of this republic. Spoiled, emotionally dwarfed, illiterate little punk. The dude that called me ignorant, which maybe they said it on purpose. Ignorant is kind of fun. I kind of want to incorporate ignorant into my vocabulary. The same way I have incorporated uh, premiumness. Don't know how I became subjected to this miscreant channel, but you're in luck. I won't be back. You literally suck. Thumbs down. That's ignorant. Stop being ignorant. I fucking... By the way, I love it when people make fun of me, so that's like, I fucking love BitChute. I check the comments on BitChute more than I check the comments on YouTube. Hands down. Hands down. I love people making fun of me. There was a there was a director at the TV station I worked for, and he would mock other people all the time. So I should have known he did it to me when I wasn't there. But we were we were like you know, countdown to fucking showtime. We're in we're in like the last ten minute stretch, and apparently he was really like fucking. He's the director of the show, and and shit never ran right. But, like, I was, you know, I might have been running sound or something that night. Sound was always super easy. So, like, I'm just fucking playing on my phone and shit up until showtime. And I run it. No, I was floor director because I ran into him. He's, he's running off rundowns. And I'm going in there to get my rundown and to take because, you know, I put the rundown on all the different cameras. And uh, I run into him in the copy room. And he's, like, rushing to get out of there. And I'm just, like, laid back or something. I said something. And he turned around and he repeated back what I said with my like cadence and and in my kind of voice. And I have never heard something. And like I think he was really pissed at me. But when it just it fucking cracked me up, I about fell over. <laughs> Cause like it kind of it, it made him laugh. And so like he kind of got over his uh you know. It was, we were always upset at the way that the station ran because everything was just unneedlessly fucking convoluted all the fucking time. All right, are you guys ready for some kind of animal video? I don't know what kind of animal video I selected because I got to get off of here before the storms come and make my kitty hide under the bed. I don't even remember what kind of animal video I picked. Oh, it's a moose! We have a moose! A moose sighting. Oh, Sparkles thinks the moose is a fucking hoax now. Or are you still talking about the hurricane? Maybe the hurricane is a hoax. The tropical depression. It's supposed to hit me. I mean, it's supposed to be like after nine is when it's all fake. Now you you have to you have to bounce back. You have to make your return to the freak show, especially like I've got some shit planned for the uh, nine ten show the night before nine eleven. 
<laughs> two men in a moose suit. Because, like, I mentioned it last night on the show. I have never talked to you about 9-11. You probably have some wild fucking conspiracies about what went on in 9-11. You probably think Chris Jenner did 9-11. <laughs> Aw, uh, see, they miss you. She had no... If I had done a freak show, and I, like I was 50-50, whether I was going to do a freak show on Friday night, I almost dialed up the media winch and said, like, hey, hop on with me and be my co-host. I was going to play the video Sparkle sent me, like, I have no voice. Yes, we are all excited to hear your conspiracy theories about... 9-11. I mean, I can pull it up if you really want to... If you really want to see the video, I'll do it. Don't tempt me. Or you had the vid of 9-11. I'm so... I sound like myself tonight. Like, I felt fine for the, like, the whole time I've been doing the show for like the last... Since Tuesday, at least, I've felt fine, but I did not sound like myself. I sound like myself tonight. I am so fucking happy. My nose is still a little raw, but, like, we'll get over that. I'm just glad I sound like myself. All right, I do encourage you guys to tune in to Media Winch on Meltdown Monday when she is on in about 20 minutes. Oh, we got to watch this moose. Does not seem to be two two grown men in a moose outfit, I don't think. You never know in this day and age, though. That's a cute moose. Oh, it's got like a little baby moose with it. Well, not a baby moose. Kid moose. Uh, there's a couple of really good streamers on, but you know, we haven't hung out with, uh, Riverboat Jack in a while. Uh, she is starting soon. So let's, let's back. Already got fucking 40 people on her channel and it's just still, it's the fucking countdown. Damn, Jack. Let's go over to Proudly Radical. That dude's always super cool to me. If you are watching, I don't follow Nathan L. I tried to play the video for Sparkles the other day. She's She's got to know. Like, I kind of went over the story, the whole gore thing and everything. And Sparkles says the humor definitely borders on violating terms of service. If you are watching on Twitch, I'm going to send you over to Proudly Radical. Oh, fuck it. Love the dude. Always super cool to me every time I'm in there. Everyone loves the Gorth, but the, nothing has been right since the Gorth. You've been sick since the Gorth made an appearance in our universe. If you're watching on Twitch, I'm sending you over to Proudly Radical. Don't forget to follow me on YouTube so you can check me out on Wednesday. I'll try to remind you guys tomorrow. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freaking. We will see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol live.